Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! It's a damn show on the road. So you can get home and then I'll sit here for the rest of the night trying to find a good master setup for this bad boy. Good idea. And welcome back to the soft-spoken Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! Ugh. I'm your host, James and Edward. I.e. your boys. I'm Edward. What's the, hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, how's it Hold going? It's, it's, okay. kind of, it's late at night. Thank you. How's Thank it going? You. We're about to do some paranormal freaking <laughs> talking and stuff. We were having a very stimulating conversation about your boy, Tom McDonald. About Tom McDonald and freaking number one hit rapper boy with his freaking uh, compelling words that are like oh, moving, me, moving me, the masses of people. Tell me that shit you told me he said in that one rap line. What rap line? Hey, order food and then call the cops and then see who comes first. <laughs> Like, I didn't get his good flow, but that's basically what he said. Oh, my God. And then we, like, cringed. I'm like, I don't know if this guy actually dealt with really crummy crops, cops. <laughs> and, like, he also is from Canada, too. They got free health care. So I'm having a hard time <laughs> sympathizing with him, if anything. Oh, what a mean. He's kind of rolling in money. And, like, I'm working, like, for, like, I'm about to work friggin' 60 hour weeks and stuff to, like, make money. <laughs> Maybe I should become a rapper. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. This guy. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure if I would trust this guy. You don't too really much. know what to think of the guy, bro. I'll trust the Rock, the Rock more than that guy. I'm surprised the Rock did it. Oh wait, no. Rock says he's gonna run in 2024. Yeah, 2024 or 2032. I'm not gonna lie. I was. I'm just saying. At least the Rock. At least like he got a TV show where he's saying like he's trying to impress <laughs> a girl. Where he bought like a friggin' hundred dollar car from a crackhead that gave him life advice to go like hey you could try to like chase this girl but honestly bro your mom's gonna be there forever and it seems like you should go pick up your mom from the bus stop all right i'm gonna yeet off and die now in the back seat <laughs> and then you always hear rock saying like yeah dude there was just that one moment where i had like nothing and i was living in my car and stuff it's like yeah i don't know if tom mcdonald is like gone broke yet and maybe he has i don't know much of his life story and stuff too but freaking I'll give him congratulations that him and his like girlfriend are like kicking ass and like independent in the independent music. Plus everything on a technical level, his songs are good. He's got like catchy fucking shit. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Honestly, like on a political level and just how he's like coming off, I'll agree with him. But like some stuff I do like agree. But honestly, it's just coming off what he's just getting is more cultural politics than actual issues. Like, bro, yeah. you have health care. We don't. <laughs> Yeah, man, we have we have hedge funds fucking up the common people. Yeah, we try to get a revolution on Wall Street, and freaking we got fucked, bro. And yeah, we obviously, tr- yeah, Canada like got fucked genera- too. Our generation tried to get in Bernie twice, and they cucked us. Yeah, no, I know Canada is like working themselves out of recession, or yeah. were in like a recession because like they like. Cu- they like crunch down on on their like fucking like big corporate businesses yeah, and they, they decide to freaking bounce out to overseas and stuff, which caused a recession. But at the same time, it's like you can work yourselves out of it. Yes. 
Other than that, um, yeah, we just be chilling. Um, Hard as shit. It was late a, at night, but I'm getting fucking whacked on your mate, bro. Because we're here today to talk about Attack on Titan episode fucking 10. Fucking 10. It's fucking 10. It's I 10, don't can recall. I'll tell you about this episode. It's not the most exciting, but there is a good amount of details and like showing motivation of our fucking characters that we are dealing with. Bruh. And the, fir the first out of the way, uh, what's the meme of the week from Attack on Titan? Every fucking episode has a meme. There's a meme of the week for this episode? Oh, I'll be yeah. shocked. What's oh, the yeah. meme? Levy pissed at how tall everyone got. Really? Oh, that's the meme. I saw the meme. That and that and shots of Mikasa and Aaron blushing. I've, I I I know a couple people. Dude, are just my like, freaking ass kicking waifu dog. Okay, motherfucker, I am so pissed off at people simping for Aaron, and it's not because you know, no. uh, it's not because of how evil he is. It's like, look, how I remember. I remember before two years ago in the manga. When we are where we are. I remember before season four. I liked Aaron since the show started. But you always had people talking like, you know, oh, Aaron sucks. He never gets anything done. Levy's so much cooler. Blah, 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 blah. And I guess, yeah, sure he is. But people, but half the fandom was like, bro, Aaron sucks as a protagonist. But now, now that he's all moral gray area, anti hero, anti villain, villain protagonist. Yo, where's he going shit. with his evil, with his like, sketchness, bro? And he's all buff. Oh my, and oh my all God, buff. he's all he's buff. Like, he's got oh long, God. luscious hair. Oh my God. Aaron's dude. so hot. Look at his. <laughs> Fucking long, long hair. Oh God! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah, Aaron. It's the, it's the same energy as it's the same energy as like yo it, hot boy energy over there. It's the same energy as people that like unironically simp for like Loki, Thanos, and Jasper from Steven Universe. It's like what the fuck, Bruh. I always liked Aaron, but all of a sudden, oh, people just like Aaron because he got that drip, drip glow Bruh. up. Oh yeah, he he got old and he got a six pack, bro. Oh my God, oh so hot. He like. Grow out his hair. Uh, anime fans never fucking change, you assholes. Anyway, so I got notes. I finally found a way to watch the episodes for full on YouTube. There's this YouTube channel that like breaks up all the episodes into like six to like six easily digestible four to five minute parts. Oh, which which for some reason it feels like it goes by a lot quicker than watching the full episode. Eh, well, times relative. Times relative. Uh. So I actually have like. Real notes, you guys. Yeah, I try to take notes on this, but honestly, it was a lot of dialogue, but and there's still bullet points. Yeah, it's like it's kind of bullet points and like notes and stuff. But honestly, yeah. there's like a lot of dialogue and just more world building and stuff. So. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not. It was like kind of hard to like really take good notes unless I wanted just to capture dialogue. But yeah, it's not like I'm gonna work off the source of the Wikipedia page. It's, <laughs> it's pretty. Not, it's got the broad <laughs> enough description. It's it's not like when we talk about Daisy of Love or when we watch a dank ass B movie like last dragon or samurai cop where we're taking like actual note notes, note notes. This is like bullet points because we're fans and we're in the stands. Yeah. We fuck with this. We, I fuck with attack on Titans. It's 20. Yeah. I can't, I, I watched it after, you know, I watched the anime before I read the manga. So I guess I'm a, not a real fan to some. Oh, uh, you're not a real fan. You weren't reading Dude, the manga. Those, manga, before the anime? those ma manga first fans are, are sometimes they're more brutal than the sub purists. That's pretty fucking hardcore, bro. Like they <laughs> fuck with that shit hard. If they're fucking manga first, then anime. Oh yeah. There's like, Oh, I remember this before it was an anime. It's like, that's a, unique Yo, breed. at the fucking bookstore, bro. You got the fucking like attack on Titan shit there. Oh yeah. We've got like at least four of every volume. Actually, Actually, we've been selling so much there's a shortage 
Bruh. Of Attack on Titan. Dude, fools getting high. And, like, and this is what's fucking. That didn't even happen with My Hero Academia. Yo, bros, this was fucking up to date, though, with it being an end, with being close to the ending. Uh, in America, we're up to like volume, like, uh, volume 35 is coming out later this year, and that's the most recent one. I don't really remember plot wise where they are, though. I- I'm assuming, I think next year the manga will officially all be out in America. Well, how does it start, bad boy? So I wrote Hanji Doobie talking to Aaron Doe. He keeps saying fight over and over. Yeah, I just remember around this time, like Aaron sitting there having personal dialogue with himself, getting mm-hmm. him all hype. He's saying fight, fight, but then Hanji appears and he, she's then she, as we discovered in this episode. Yeah, yeah, James hit me up the other day. He's like, bro, Hanji's a girl now. This episode confirms it. This fucking episode confirms my suspicions. Oh, that's another meme from the, that's the other meme of the week from this episode is, uh, is, uh, is Hanji saying, Katakoi, 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 you know, fight over and over. Katakoi, Katakoi. Yeah, dude, she's literally trolling on Aaron. Well, Aaron's kind of being a fucking weirdo, literally yelling there. staring like, in a mirror telling fight, fight. And Han's just like, hey, dude, you good, bro? Hey, dude, I remember when we first met, we were geeking out about Titans. Well, mostly me <laughs> on you, but it's like, bro, yeah. what's going on? But then Aaron just, just grabbed Hanj at like one moment and he was just like sitting there. He's like, you think this fucking cell can hold me, dog? You think it's going to hold me, bro? You I got the Warhammer Titan, dude. I'm able to freaking barrel out and get a fucking good sized yeah. body form. This isn't going to hold me. I'm yeah. allowing you guys then- to be like, I'm allowing you guys to l- let me kick it here and stuff. That's what he says because then he also says, uh, I haven't read like, And this is oh, where yeah. he's grabbing Hanj like by he's, the shirt, yeah. smashing her up in the cage. Which in the end, when he like shoves Hanj off and stuff, she's like, go like, Aaron, you quit being a little pervert and stuff. And I'm just like, this just confirms it. I knew, dude, I knew, bro. I just knew. Maybe it's the like lady voice actor and stuff too. Like, I wasn't reading the manga where you don't, you have to make your own voice. But, bro, I knew, I knew. Yeah, because there's a point where like he basically tells Hanj, he's like, look, look, man. I can get out of here anytime I want. You guys won't kill me. You won't kill Zeke yet. And I have the founder. You can't do shit. <laughs> That's basically what he tells her. And that kind of comes off her hand just like, you know what? Aaron's sketch, bro. And so from here, and then Hanji makes a comment about how uh, he never thought, she never thought, they never thought Aaron would sacrifice Historia. Then we get the theme song. Then we cut to, um, I don't remember. Oh, wait. Is this one? Um, yeah. I don't remember what happened. I just wrote here, blonde stoked to see Aaron. So yeah, that's freaking the homegirl Yolanda. I think this is right as the pork got finished. This is the yeah. flashback point, right? Yeah. So it was like two years prior. Or so on Zeke's advice, we get to basically yeah, we like see Yolanda. She's like marking out for Aaron and stuff. But then we get a special freaking envoy or convoy of the freaking Huzuru. Yeah. And we get freaking Kiyomi Azuma Azuma bot. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Azuma Bito. She's Japanese, everybody. Whatever, yeah. So we meet an elderly Japanese woman who lands in, on the near on the newly completed docks of Paradise Island for yes. negotiations because she is here under Zeke's advice. And basically, she shows up at port, and now they're at the freaking meeting hall discussing shit like Some, politics, bro. Fuck, dude. There's a lot of politics there's going so on. So much fucking politics. Oh my god. I I. I, I Fuck, there's so much politics. There's a there's an interesting thing with Mikasa because um She Mi- like, yeah, she shows up a freaking like, hey, do you know this little fam- this like little like family symbol right here? And she, and like freaking Aaron's like, hey, Mikasa, show your little arm and stuff. It's like, no, I don't know. My mom should never show it anywhere. I'll show it to you, Aaron, because like you're like you're like total like totes cool coolsies. And but she wants I, that I don't dick. know. 
Does she? I think. I don't know. I just think she's more grateful that everyone was willing to fight for her when yes. she was getting assault, like as children, where she was getting assaulted by thugs, and then she had her Ackman powers awakened, and she became like ultimate killer. Yes. But yeah. Um. So there's an interesting thing here that. So we've never seen this armband before, as far as I'm aware, in the manga, in the anime, because in the manga, I don't recall like free well, no, watching. People were people were talking about it. Because in the manga, she always wore that armband around her about around her hand all the time. But for whatever reason, they left it out of the anime all this time. But then yeah, they but I think here. most of the time we see Mikasa, she's always wearing long sleeves. I thought so too. So if you kind of look back, it's like I have a feeling like maybe a couple episodes she's not wearing long sleeves. But bro, it's mostly she's wearing long sleeves, bro. Yeah. She uh, so they talk so so. The, the the ambassador lady talks to them about how uh, something about a shogun son and the kingdom of Fritz and basically Mikasa is Hizuru's own is the Hizuru nation's only hope. So basically, what the freaking Great Wikipedia says is a tattoo on Mikasa's arm revealed that she is the descendant of the Hizuru ruling shogunite. I was wondering, why, you know, I was because there was a talk of like, oh, freaking, like, really travel, really. Western travels travelers coming to like a land as I presume is Japan and stuff and freaking yeah, yeah no shogunate stuff. So more like a little backstory, just I guess on like Mikasa's thing. I think it's a, I think it's supposed to be an analogy of um not England, but I know a like long long just say Western nations. Well, yeah, bro. but like a long long time ago, specifically Japan. Long, 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 were, long time were, ago, Japan were really good like trading buddies with the Dutch specifically. Yeah. So I think that's what that's supposed to. I know it doesn't matter. I just think it's cool. So, uh, what? Oh, yeah. So, some, and it's funny. Some random bullet points say now. Some random dudes talk to each other about how they don't know what a nation is and how they kind of want to try to overthrow shit. This is before like the meeting. We get the ball guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, because the ball guy's like, dude, we literally, it's like we finally got to our, dude, us ourselves as people finally got to the sea and realized how much bigger the world is and stuff. And like, yeah, there are these things called nations, but bro. Put in this pers- put in these perspective, my dudes, that you're tripping out. <laughs> Bro, we're basically children just learning to walk, dude. Yeah. So just calm down. Let's just like have open ears and let's hear what they say. Blonde girl simps for Mikasa. Mikasa. Oh, you mean Historia? Yeah, yeah Historia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's like, oh, dude, I've been burdened to do like a freaking garbage <laughs> task that's like gives me like no freaking freedom in the future like you have. Oh, my God, dude. We're like totally buddies, dude. God, that's really how that. Con- and then Mikasa blushed. And it's like, but God, that's really how that fucking conversation went. Yeah, that's kind of was like, hey, your life sucks like me, bro. Dude, let's be fucking besties. So my <laughs> other bestie kind of died. So I need a new bestie. Was that Ymir? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sucked. I was I shipped them. Okay, so the show shipped them. The show literally shipped them. <laughs> so um was oh yeah, so my next couple bullet points all go together. Old Asian lady simps for Zeke because Zeke showed the Asian lady the vertical gear and the ice stone and Zeke promised them riches, I guess, and everyone and, and everyone at the meeting just comments about how about how greedy the the Hizuru dudes are. Um they talk about the rumbling a bit and a little about how it works. So basically every 13, so someone chosen has like 13 years to have an ass load of kids to inherit their power. Cause the freaking Titan curse. Like yeah. if you get a badass bitch in Titan where you're able to switch in and out, well now your lifespan is calmed down to like, you got 13 years left to live. So, and to continue on this Titan, like lineage, you got to fucking get munched by another person of your choosing. Yeah. At least that's what you hope for. 
Yeah. So people uh, don't get the choice. Like Aaron Munch on the Warhammer Titan. I don't think she wanted to like let Aaron be like the Warhammer Titan, but I yeah. don't think she did. <laughs> but whatever. Fucking. But dude, dope fucking Titan powers. And the idea. And and to me, I interpreted this as the rumbling is essentially just passing the buck along. And Hanji doesn't think it's right. Aaron stands up and he's like, and he's like, bro, if all we have to pay is the death of livestock, land, and children, I will not accept Zeke's plan. He doesn't trust the rumbling, you guys. Yeah, he doesn't trust the rumbling, you guys. So yeah, basically, to elaborate off from what Wikipedia says, because I took notes, but honestly, my notes were trash. So friggin' Azuma Bito believes that Hizuru can help Parody Silent achieve Zeke's plans for protection from the rumbling in return for acquisition of the valuable Ice Burst Stone. Yeah. So basically, they want to capitalize on the fucking sick stone, because it's not common, like... Elsewhere, that's like in the open trade world yet. And since this island's been just so freaking isolated, since like, oh, dude, this is a fucking like market that has been untouched yet. And freaking we can exploit this, bro. And like mad cash will be the first ones. Capitalism, bro. <laughs> that's basically the kind of the, that's no, like the earliest state. That's like one of the first rule of capitalism. So hopefully you find something first. You're the first person to do it. You can marketize and it. And then you patent you, it. Yeah, you patent it. And hopefully freaking, yeah, you create There's the no political overtones and attack on Titan. What are you talking about? Hey, when we talking about this episode being very, very fucking political, <laughs> but whatever. And then so now like, we're yeah, now we're no, back. I got like still like because oh, there's sorry, a point. Sure, sure. It's like Zeke's fucking three point plan. One basically like if they agree, they will have the chance to like test the rum enact to test the rumbling and also show the world their like strength with the rumbling and stuff. Yeah, which then Hanj at one point also is just like sitting there and is going like, oh yeah, the rumbling's so powerful because like the world has such modern freaking weapons, like modernization and weapon technology and stuff, mm-hmm. but the rumbling's still that strong. God, Strengthening yeah. and modernizing the military of parodies. And then the last plan was, all right, to see who could be passed pass down the Beast Titan to someone of royal blood. And that person would have to bear as many children as possible so that they can like continue this thing for a very long time. Yes. And his story at one point, since she is royal blood, agrees to inherit the Beast Titan. But Aaron, not stoked with that idea, wants to reject the, reject the Asian lady's proposal. Sorry, I, I could have sent out Zuma Bito, but friggin'. I don't even know what a Zuma Bito means. Like, I'm sure that's a name, but yeah, that's basically what I said. So then now we're back in the present time and Hanji, this is the part where we talked about earlier where Aaron grabs Hanji, but, but to elaborate, Hanji's like, I supported you, bro. Why'd you have to go off on your own? And Aaron blows off the question. And that's when he mentions he ate the armor Titan, which specifically means, Oh, well, I totally jumped right there. Yo, it was like Hanji and Aaron flashback Hanji and Aaron. Yeah. But yeah, so basically with the so with the armor he can freely harden underground and get out no matter how deep it is. And that's what we that's what we meant by he can leave whenever he wants to. And so yeah, that's when she uh she literally Hans literally gets grabbed, slaps his hand away, calls him a pervert, and then says Baka. I'm like classic what was the next thing i just have i just have here rich old dudes make fun of historia for getting pregnant yeah yeah see that's weird but here's the thing there's also supposedly a thing too in the wikipedia but they also like say i don't recall from seeing this episode that the freaking hizuro peeps decided to join the marlins against parodies oh yeah that's coming while the out. survey corps struggled to decide the strategy against them against marley and who could who should inherit and 
Aaron's Titans and yeah, turns around. Um, there was a point, yeah, I guess there's a point, but I kind of missed out on like when it's no, like, th- well, hey, well, if you don't want to like help us mine it out, then we'll just do the next best thing. We'll hang yeah. out with these guys, let them take over your shit, and then we'll mine out your resources. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's a little bit ahead, but yeah, like I was saying, yeah. Winston old dudes drinking wine, roasting historia talking about how her being pregnant ruins the fucking kingdom or whatever they talk about how the far the father is apparently just some farmer's boy yeah this is just some chilling fool on the farm they ask this one person this marlian boy to get some wine and he's given a bottle by nicolo which i don't know but i'm gonna guess that some points in wine because yo honestly yeah. the dudes that have been like bullshitting and shit they're kind of sketch bro they're really sketch and then I just have here, because it jumps next to another flashback, I said Aaron is working on the railroad all the live Dude, long Dude, all day. the fucking main peeps that we love are working on the railroad. Hanji comes to deliver the news. Then this is what I wrote. Oh, yeah. Levy, that, I literally wrote down, it's like, yeah, she informs the peeps that the old lady deal bounce. Maybe I didn't get the fucking details. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to join the other side. Basically, ac- according to the subtitles, according to Hanji, according to the script, Hizuru straight up told his uh, Hanji they had no interest in helping them trade they just wanted their resources and paradise being the center of evil keeps the world united tight <laughs> Aaron isn't stoked because now they're like Dude, no one is stoked <laughs> in that news because like fuck man now we got to rely on the rumbling and Armin's like why can't we just give peace a chance Mikasa's like they fear us because they don't know us Hanji's like yeah so let's go meet them lol yeah, like trying to meet them lol that's that's what Hanji said and then that's what they're doing next um now there's the part you were talking about where they discuss who should inherit the Titan. Like, dude, they're all, this is like the one moment where just like chilling. It's like, dude, because these are the OG peeps that's been with the show forever. Yeah, like Sasha's at least the listening. ones that survive. Yeah, it's Sasha, Connie, Mikasa, and Jean. Yeah, and also Armin's there too. Like, uh, freaking oh, yeah. and like operating the train. The I know, technically, train. Armin died though, so it's not that he survived. He just came back. The plot armor was so strong. He was like, I died, but I also lived. Well, he sort of died because he got the the Titan serum, you know. So yeah, yeah, no, he like he was like alive enough to get fucking Titan yeah. serum and then like inherit the fucking colossal Titan. Oh yeah, so um, was it yeah, and they're all just like hanging out talking. It's like no, I'll inherit the like yeah. freaking Titan. No, I'll inherit there's the a, Titan. There's a funny. Bit. No, I was like, no, I should. No, you shouldn't. No, nah. yeah, it's funny, like they're just all being cool peeps. There's a funny bit where Connie's like, I want to do it. And Sasha's like, no, you can't. You're too stupid. I'll, uh, I'll do it. And then Connie's like, but you just, but you just said, you just said I shouldn't because I'm stupid. She's like, yeah. He's like, you're stupider than I am. And she's like, what? That was funny. But yeah, then Aaron's like, he's Aaron's like, none of y'all. I want y'all to live long time. Now into the present. And then Aaron blushes, which has to be yeah. So there's a lot of blushing in this episode. (laughs) People are. People are talking in a living room about Aaron. This is interesting. Connie, Connie yeah. is like, yo, uh, Aaron's Con- sketch is heck, bro. He's like, yo, uh, guys, we might have to kill him. So Mikasa's like, not gonna lie. So Mikasa's like, no. And but John and Connie are like, Uno reverse card. Connie's like, Connie tells Mikasa, he's like, you know what he did? I'm paraphrasing. Yo, did but you know what he did? Do you know what he did when Sasha died? What do you think he did? What do you think he did, bro? He <clears throat> laughed. Yeah, and not in the, like the like ha ha ha. It's just like now, I, now granted, ha, 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 ha. we understand Aaron's character 
motivation, but he doesn't. He's like, you know him so well, Mikasa. Why do you do that? Come on, ass kicking waifu. Why is he fucking <laughs> sketch now? Oh my god. I think the only bigger waifu here is Levi. But besides Mikasa's Levi. Wait, is it Levi or Levi? I got in an argument with someone because they're like, they're like, bro, it's Levi. I'm like, I've heard both. I've depends. I go off of what I hear in the show, and I think it's Levi for the most part. See, do they say Levi in Japan, but Levi in the dub? Because in because in the in English, Japan it sounds like Levy. Because in the because in the English dub, because you know, there's a lot of different nations and stuff. They try to like say the names nationally correct. So I don't know, but yeah. So yeah. The, and then Armin's like, guys, guys, guys. Me and Mikasa will talk to him. Just the three Just of us. Give us like a the old chance. Days. Come on. Also, we have the serum. That's he said. Just them. in case. So we have something. <laughs> if like worst comes to worst. We'll most like we'll make sure that friggin' Aaron gets eaten and stuff. Then we get a quick shot of <laughs> of like the fucking hate boner bromance <laughs> of fucking Levy and Zeke. Oh my god! I f they were only on screen for two seconds, but I fucking love. It. They're just staring hate boners, not hate daggers. They were staring hate boners at Dude, each other. Dude, seriously, it's like, bro, either fucking kill each other or fuck already. Come on, <laughs> it's just more of that. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that, that was the episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah, not not too build much. Yeah, not too much excitement. Just kind of build up. I just know the next preview we get to like hang out with Gabby and freaking Falco and shit. And oh, yeah. I think they hang out with Sasha's parents and stuff too. So we get to see them have world building and see that oh hey maybe the God. people in Paradise aren't sketch. It's just Aaron. This that's is sketch. This is gonna be fun because bro, I'm telling you, like even people. Everyone from anime to manga, people fucking hate Gabby. Like, I, I think the idea is Gabby is supposed to be like a reflection of a young Aaron, but like, because Aaron's I saw that'd be some great writing right there. Yeah, but like, the there's a problem with that. She killed Sasha. If it was anybody else that she killed, they would have given her a chance. Maybe Connie would have pissed people off, but she killed Potato Girl. Did I tell you? Yeah, I, watched no, a, I watched a compilation of people reacting to that. There was literally this one dude when 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 Sasha got shot, he threw his hands on his head. He went, "No, not my potato princess!" Dude, meme queen got <laughs> shot. Yo, dude, <laughs> uh, like I was already spoiled because I read the wiki from like in the wiki. Oh, yeah, was, I remember like, what it happened in the manga. Yeah, so I was like, well, I know it's not, it's like, I know it's coming, and it's like, dang, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> rough, but then it's like, you only got the peeps that watch anime, and it's just like, what? Oh, oh no! Oh, God, Potato princess! Oh, man. Not waifu. That was his princess. That was his princess. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I guess I'll be here for, like, my, I'll, like, since we watch Attack on Titan, a pretty well-written, awesome show, yeah. let me talk about a show... That's Wait, like game ice, changer. You forgot about ice dirt. Oh right, want your Wandavision report. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wandavision report. Yeah, fucking, what happened on Wandavision? Yeah, the fucking game changer and all what, this what, stuff. What happened? Great, in, it's compelling what, awesomeness. What happened in Baby's first post? Well, baby's one, first post for some reason, since I guess now they're doing like modern 2000s fucking sitcom. It was a lot like Let me guess, you know, kind of like Ocean. No, it's kind of like was like freaking The Office, 
Parks and Rec, uh, Arrested yeah. Development. A lot of like they do stuff, but then there's the side off interview too. Yeah. Where like the characters like reflect on what they're doing. But or that whatever. shit didn't really become popular until like 2010. Like they were Well, that's what and... the fucking ripoff sitcom they were doing. Oh, well, you said 2000, so I thought you meant before the Well, 2010s. the last thing was fucking like what I said was like that the had 90s, fucking. Right? Well, when was that fucking show with freaking Heisenberg? That's oh, on. Breaking Bad. Well, that's Breaking Bad, but was the thing he was before? Oh, I'm sorry, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, when the fuck was Malcolm in the Middle out? Uh, 90s? Well, look. that's what the fucking they were ripping off, for the most part, was Malcolm in the Middle. But then freaking then this, it's like, it just looks like Arrested Development now, or whatever, just that fucking thing. Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle debuted in the year 2000. Well, I can only say the note, because like since freaking Wanda, or i.e. the freaking Olsen sister no one gives a fuck about... <laughs> Uh, how, how that how that changed whatever she like did more basically yeah the whole gimmick now is like that fucking sitcom but, but the side off interview style kind of shtick but freaking now like she doesn't have too much control of her thing because she like opened up the barrier so she's literally just trying to take a day off and chill and like vision's trying to work himself back to wanda but keeps getting inconvenience and stuff. And yeah, there's the fucking nerdy girl with the glasses too. He was able to like get her off the fucking like Wanda spell. Cause like she had a fucking gimmick. It's like, oh, like all the fucking sword peeps or the government people for you to explain that were like, yeah, yeah. they all turn into the circus peeps, whatever. She gets <laughs> the fucking nerd chick with the glasses and stuff. And they're trying to head to go to Wanda and shit. But fucking, like, Vision keeps getting inconvenienced for some reason. But the only thing to really know is that around the end, Wanda's kicking it with her homegirl. Like, freaking Agnes and shit. And freaking, there's a point where it's like, hey, where's my fucking kids? They're hanging out here. And then she goes to the basement and it looks all fucking spooky and shit. And then fucking, all it is is, like, the purpose of this episode was, oh, hey, plot twist. We meet a new character. Agatha Harkness. Where she has been controlling behind the scenes of like a lot of stuff that's going on and making Wanda trip the fuck out and stuff. So that's kind of like the main thing. It's like, oh, hey, plot twist. This one character has been hanging around, kind of been the bad guy for the most of the time in the inside. Oh, no. Oh, no. And she has magic powers, too, where she brought in fucking Quicksilver and all this other fucking gimmicks and shit too, fucking with Wanda. So yeah, that's kind of the purpose, and I'm like, dude, I've been watching Attack on Titan, and this isn't game changer to me, bro. So yeah, no, not as much of a fun episode. I guess plot twist maybe to like spike things up, but at the same time, it's like the, I feel the like this plot's is still moving at a breakneck speed. Yes, it's like I don't feel like this really worked anything towards the plot twist. It'd been nice to like if you look back in science. Oh no, hey, Attack on Titan. Remember when I'm shit kind of <laughs> happened, but then you like you look back, you see like cool signs and stuff. Dude, there's videos on YouTube popping up and recommended fucking foreshadowing from seasons one, two, and three. Like, and that's just the show. Yeah, no. Fucking like foreshadowings of like you not knowing, but you look back and kind of see this fucking dope and stuff. Like it's their like, fucking fuck. plot twist. But this plot twist is like, yeah, well, one, this fucking show is moving at breakneck speeds. I don't know if yeah. there's going to be a season two. But fucking, it sounds that's like literally no. the purpose of this fucking like episode was. It's like, all right, time to establish. All right, here's like the main sketch person. If talking to apparently talking to a friend to a mutual friend of ours is what what it sounds like they're doing is true it just sounds like this is setting up doctor strange too for the most part sort of just magic bit magic stuff magic shit there's a lot of magic shit Dude, and yeah i google when i googled uh, Mal- agatha harkness when i googled malcolm in the middle i checked out frankie nunez's page and like 
bro, I forgot how popular that dude was. I didn't know this. He did a he was in a racing career for a bit. Yeah, no, he was for a minute. He placed 22nd in Jensen Motorsport, 11th in Pacific Coast Motorsport, and fourth, and sorry, ninth in uh Team Stargate Worlds. That's a dope name. I don't know. I have a feeling I should take a fucking moment and see if there's YouTube videos of like them fucking like it's just like there's been fucking like, you know, foreshadowing that fucking Agnes was the fucking <laughs> main villain of the fucking. Well, I'm sure serious. someone out there will bullshit away because the media is up Marvel's ass all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying this isn't fucking game changer shit. I think no. that's mostly the reason I watch it and talk about this. Game changer. Well, I think it's just more of the reference. Like, oh, hey, I was like powering watch it to attack on Titan. Time to see the fucking cool new Marvel. And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> episodically, it's fucking trash to what I was watching. <laughs> Like, it's a fine, fun show, shit, like, but it's just like I said, there's a lot of mystery kind of getting killed, and, like, when they killed the mystery, they try to add more mystery, and then, like, this with the plot twist was just, like, bruh, the fucking, like, there was no, like, big buildup for this, it just kind of happened. Frankie, but it's Game Chamber, sh game changer <laughs> shit, bro. Frankie Muniz was on an episode of Total Bellas last year. He fucking was? What? <laughs> Fuck, dude, Bellas are still doing shit? Oh, yeah. In fact, he was on that Harley Quinn cartoon that came out last year as himself at one point. What? Fuck, what? He was, he was on Dancing with the Stars in 2017, and then he okay. hosted a season of Dancing with the Stars Jr., and he was in Sharknado 3. Yeah. Well, then. Is, is it that time? It's time to talk about a quick little mid-break before we get into our main event, the fucking Iced Earth album report if, to the people who care. I guess big breaking news, uh, Stu Block fucking left. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. And I think the drummer... Whatever, peeps of Ice Earth right now are leaving the band because John Schaefer's sketch, bro. Because the blue collar commando kind of scared everybody. Yeah, dude, he'll fucking, dude, he'll bear mace cops. What's stopping him from bear macing his fucking bandmates? <laughs> He's just like, Stu, you're going to hit that Gino or this bear brace is going in your fucking face. All right, so how do I say this album? You know what? It seems like it's tighter and cleaner. Mm hmm and less awkward as the last album, but honestly, it doesn't feel no better than the last album. Like, a teeny bit better. I felt a little better, uh, just going by but my notes But it's like a here. little bit better. So, everyone, this is the first album with Matt Barlow, who is considered, to this day, still their definitive singer. Dude, he's been, he's their longtime singer. Longtime singer. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, when that first song started, you know, just the riffs, the structure of Matt's voice, I was like Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove Move, the Emperor's New Groove meme. I was like, oh yeah. It's all coming together. Oh yeah, it's all That's coming together. That's what it together. felt like. It was I was dead ass. I was like, damn. Like the album isn't perfect, but honestly, it, to me, listening to those first two albums and then this one, this to me felt like such an improvement from the second ones that the other two albums are just obsolete. Like in like the quality and the smoothness and obviously Matt's voice. Songwriting, yes. songwriting, vocals, just I don't the know. Whole Here's gimmick. the thing. I like the song. I like a like I the thing about this album was, I don't remember riffs as better as, like, the second one. I was listening to the mm, second one. It's like, dude, yeah. I remember a lot of those riffs. This one I'm listening is like, dude, I'm not remembering any I riffs. I kind of get into this a bit, too, with my notes. Like, the first song was pretty good. I don't think it needed to be seven and a half minutes. Oh, I don't know. They're trying to be fucking Iron Maiden, bro. Hey, you want me to tell you something about Iced Earth, bro? They try to fucking sound like Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Yeah, but since they're in Florida and stuff, they also try to sound like... Thrash. More, yeah, they try to sound like Deicide slash Morbid Angel trying to be Iron Maiden, though. God, yeah, they do. It's just mostly in the tone and it's the Florida scene, bro. I'm sure yeah. they're just going through Scott Burns. It's like a lot of those bands going through Scott Burns, like, got that Scott Burns tone. Yeah, that sounds about right. Scotty. Yeah. 
But yeah, no. Um, War sounds dope as fuck, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, oh no, believe old, old school death Sorry. metal, bro, dude. Fucking I don't know, bro. Morris Sound or Morris C. Hard to say. Wasn't that the shit from Joss's yeah. podcast? Yeah, it depends, though. I don't know. <laughs> I get I do. It depends. I, I don't know. I get entertainment hearing Morrissey because his music sounds like sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the first. But, like, he's pretty fucking catchy, though, dude. The fucking king of mope, though. That's a fucking hilarious <laughs> the title. The king of what? The king of mope. Oh my god! You sure that's not uh, you sure that's not Robert Smith from The Cure? I don't know. Morrissey's way more wacky though. That's true. Plus, he's more meme worthy. Yeah, he is. Morrissey's a meme. But yeah, the first song. Don't know if it needed to be seven and a half minutes, but I no, I found, it does not need to be seven and a half minutes. I found that I wasn't that bored. Second song's pretty good. It's the stuff that John likes, but it, the album flowed pretty well. You know, they had the chugs, the pretty bits. You know, Barlow. You know, I know the entire fandom says this. He really is a dope singer. He's not fully refined yet. There's still some moments where I'm listening. I'm like, okay, that's not as um, tight as it could have been. But I, I, this isn't his first band. I'm pretty, I, if I remember right, he was in another one. I think I listened to his other one. It was really weird. Can't remember what it sounds like, but yeah. Track three is pretty good. It's mid pace. It turns into fast power metal. He still hasn't let go of the thrash fully, which is fine. But Dude, Ice Earth never lets go of the thrash. It's a little riff soup. It goes from power. Oh fuck, bro! Are you sure? <laughs> it goes from power metal to like a Black Sabbath groovy bridge. Then there's a different song structure for the solo. Then there's a different slow headbanging riff that's not the same one that the song started out with. And then it's back to the fast power metal. Track four is another one where they try to go really proggy with like the. I wrote the drunk arrangements. I meant drums. The drum arrangements and the riffs. The, the drunk arrangements, motherfucker. <laughs> you you fucking guy, like a fucking double kick of a triplets, bro. You fucking a truck. Let's see. You the fucking pissy, bro. You, you want to fucking take off my fucking. Bro, you want to storm the fucking capital? You want to fucking storm the capital? I'll fucking bear mace you, bro. Bear mace you, bro. I'll fucking bear mace you, dude. You want to. Yo, yo, but still, you want to take some jack, shots of jack? Bro, uh, I'm gonna, I'm you gonna don't want to drink Alex with Jones me? I'll fucking, ba- I'll fucking bear mace you, bro. I'm going to meet Alex Jones for dinner. Dude, <laughs> me fucking, and Dave Mustaine are gonna take a yo, selfie. Dude, freaking me and Alex Jones are gonna sit and eat ribeye steaks because That's yo, a- fuck you fucking libtards and you're fucking <laughs> vegan, bro. Dude, this is a fucking America. I'll bear bro, mace you, bro. I'm, that's the that's the crossover I want. Alex Jones, Dave, um, Dave Mustaine, and John Schaefer, bro. I'm fucking Dave Mustaine. I've been fried <laughs> off fucking drugs and stuff, but freaking my wife's hot. Cocaine and, destroyed like, my nostrils. Out. Not my nostrils, but you know, his, his throat. That's why his voice is kind of fucked up. Yeah, my that. voice is throat fucked up, but fucking uh, <laughs> Megadeth dog. Fucking yeah, hate tr- me, love me, I don't care. Megadeth, bro. But like track four, yeah, Kind of proggy with the drum rings and wrist. The triplets are back. Has a cool bridge. You got the fucking triplets, bro. <laughs> it's like you don't like my triplets. I'll fucking bear mace you, bro. Track five is kind of more of the same. I wouldn't call it filler, filler, but six is like that too because it's not that there isn't anything interesting to hear. It just really kind of runs together. But oh yeah, yeah, they runs together like hardcore parkour, bro. Because the big talking point of this album is track seven is just a minute and fifty second intro that leads to the main event. The sixteen and a half minutes. Fucking Final track. Pro- the fucking prog epic Dante's Inferno because fucking Dante's Inferno was like a freaking epic story of like a, a thick ass poem. It was a thick ass poem. 
Is that even a poem, bro? It's considered an epic poem, like like how wait, the wait, well, no, it's like how the Odyssey. But it's is, such a story. It's a well, yeah, but it's like how it's like how the Odyssey and the Iliad are considered poems, bro. Fucking literature, artwork, shit, bro. <laughs> fucking creativity. I guess it's a fucking poem of a motherfucker going through stages of a hell to try to get his wife back, but then realize, nah, motherfucker, you cheat on me. You'll fuck you. You're the fucking asshole, bro. Go on crusades and shit, murdering peeps to fucking get it on that isn't your wife. You fucking butt. You freaking. You fucking butt. I'm trying to. No, I totally spaced <laughs> on the word. You fucking pledge your allegiance to her relationship. I'm just oh like. My God. You fucking commit. We're a fucking commitment, bro. We're married and you created like. You did the fucking ultimate sin. So fuck you, guy. You're going to fucking die. It's like, ah, shit, dude. Oh, I'm sad now. That is. I don't know how Dante's Inferno ends. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, Dante, the story of Dante's Inferno. Did you Google it? Wait, you never heard of the story? No, 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 I know the story. What the fuck does it end? I I didn't expect you to know. I think he escapes. If I remember right. He's just like, all right, you know. Well, because he gets to the seventh circle of hell, the cold one, and Yes, and all the hot fire of hell. It's very a nice icy tundra that is Texas right now. Oh, dude, Texas is getting fucked up right now. Yo, are we talking about Dante's Inferno or Ted Cruz's Inferno, bro? (laughs) Yo, dude. Ted Cruz's Inferno? Yo, dude, it's too icy in hell right now. I'm going to bounce to Cancun where it's warm. (laughs) But yeah, no, the... the, the, (laughs) <laughs> I saw the funniest tweet but oh, no. fucking someone was able to find a retro tweet of Ted Cruz back in 2016 it's like dude when Texas fr- I'll believe in climate change when Texas freezes over <laughs> oh my god saw it it's on the true. social medias I don't know if he actually said it but we'll just say if he did that's fucking hilarious irony it's, I'm like, oh it's, hey it's fucking cold now I'm gonna go to fucking Mexico so I can walk around in board shorts it's like, bro, oh yeah, Texas needs me, I guess, bro. But dude, I gotta look fresh with my fucking bullet and freaking polo shirt. It's like, bro, climate change is real, bro. Go on YouTube. The ice oh, caps are falling go. off. Now we got the fucking metal boys about to play. We'll God see if my it. fucking noise gate works, dude. Hey, I got nice equipment. We'll see if I can fucking kill the t- get to kill the sound. Are you ready for fucking triggered fucking kick drums and slayer riffs, bro? Because you about to get that. Oh yeah, we're talking about fucking ice to earth. Ah, same shit. <laughs> Hold on, that was a lot. I need a second. Do you need a moment? I'll come out with you fire, bro. <laughs> so Dante's Inferno, the song by Eister, 16 and a half-ish minutes. How do I put this? Okay, so no cap. I was pretty invested for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, but then it just keeps going. But then, like, as soon as that shit went past like 10 minutes, 11, I was like, bruh. Like, listen, everybody, there's nice music arrangements. John Schaefer is genuinely a very good musician, but he really shouldn't write songs past five minutes, if you ask me. So, yeah, it's all right. Like I said, it's it's. I would almost wager it's pretty good, but I don't know if it needed to be sixteen minutes. I I can listen to long songs, but they better be like Pink Floyd's got several sixteen minute songs where I'm like, oh yeah, I fuck with that. But that's Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, so fuck it. I figured out what the fuck happens in the end of Dante's Inferno because what? I went to Google and type in how does Dante's Inferno end, and literally it writes Lucifer gleefully reveals that now free he will rise from hell and overthrow God and seize heaven. But Dante going no no no, but the many souls he has gained through his trials going through hell and shit, he re-imprisons Lucifer deeper in the ice once again before being taken to purgatory by an archangel. 
What the fuck? Is this a poem or is this God of War? That yeah. sounds like a video game. Well, it was a video game. Yeah, it was a video game. That yeah, played like God of War. <laughs> yeah, and I heard it wasn't that good. There was like three games. Hey, 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 bro. It's like the fucking meme. It's like, hey, it's like, mom, I want God of War. We got God of War at home, but it's no. It's Infer- I remember there was a time when like, there was like three on in the PS3, there was like three huge games that came out, but um, but, P- but Yahtzee from Zero Punch was just like, oh yeah, this is just like God of War. It was like, it was that one. It was Heavenly Sword. And then the other one was like Darksiders or something. I don't know. For a hot minute, people, everyone wanted to rip off God of War. And then well, wasn't God of War rip off a fucking God, what the fucking saw? It's the other game that has the Dante full with the guns and the sword. Devil May Cry? Yeah. Well, sort of. It's it, not. It's like, well, that game was a what? The fucking hack and slash time. combo style of playing? Yeah, well, yeah, but it's different styles because they both do combos and stuff, but like. It's kind of hack and slash. Yeah, but fast like. Fast paced action. But what's his name? Um, um, Dante. Uh, Dante's. No. Devil May Cry is about like getting a. Because it's Capcom. They're about getting a score. Uh, God of War, it was just kind of like. Dude, fucking blood, mercy, and boobs, bro. Uh, Best yeah, game dude. ever. Yeah, dude. But yeah, for a hot minute, everyone wanted to rip off God of War. For like two years, people wanted to rip off Kingdom Hearts' fast-paced gameplay. But now everyone just wants to rip off Dark Souls. Ugh, and The Last of Us. You played the new God of War. That shit's Last of Us, but God of War. I thought what I was saying. This is fucking Dark Souls, bro. And I'm sitting there like, it's you know, both. It's, it's like, both. you know, dude, like, it's still sick as fuck that it's God of War, but at the same time, it's like, bro, this isn't that's my God my, of War, dude. My, it's so slow. That's my main problem. But, with like, it. cinematically, it's, like, fucking epic as hell. And it's fucking yeah. cool shit, but, like, is great. you can't fucking jump. And then God of War was a <laughs> God of War platformer. And old God of War was a fucking platformer Kratos and shit. couldn't just jump. He could double jump. And in the second game, he could glide. Yes. In the third game, he could glide. Yes. <laughs> but fucking freaking Dark Souls God of War, which got huge critical acclaim, and I'm like stoked for the series at that point, but it's like we got so much I'm younger so peeps p- that didn't play the older games. I know, it sucks because now P- and the thing is they never, except for the third one, they never ported any of the games past PS3. Bruh. Not even fucking for PlayStation Store? Uh, no, no they didn't. They, they just had, uh, it's like, look, okay, fuck, it's, like, look, it's like, look, I get it, you didn't do Ascension, you didn't do the PSP games, but why not fucking one and two? Those games are great. They're still good. Dude, they're fucking classics, bro. If anything, bro, just be fucking retro. Keep your fucking bricky to slim fucking <laughs> PS2 and just play that shit on repeat, dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yo, fucking blood gores, tits, and fucking sick fucking chain blades and shit. All right, where the fuck were we? Uh, we we, so we you rate video this, games. What'd you rate this album? I'm just going to say B+. Metal, uh, was it All Music gave it four out of five stars, and Metal Storm gave it a 10 out of 10. Is that what we only got? Those are the other ones on Wikipedia. So B plus. Yeah. I'm going to say B plus. I have a music critic. Yo. A fucking Watch hire out. me, homeboy. Watch out, Fontano. Yo, Fontano. I'm coming for you, motherfucker. That's right. I'm going to fucking rate all that shit, bro. I'll be the fucking... Hardworking music nerd, I think. I don't know. I'd like to be a hard. I need to make more fucking. Nerd. I need to make more videos and then fucking people cringe at me, bro. Yeah, all right. But yeah, Fontano, I'm totally coming for you, bro, dude. I'll fucking suck Todd Jones' dick, dude. I love nails too. <laughs> 
Fuck, bro, dude. I can't wait for the new terror with Todd Jones on the guitar. Oh, God. Is he really on it? Actually, they're doing one thing because due to the COVID, they actually met up with Tom, Todd Jones and they fucking jammed out like kind of lifestyle with Todd Jones, some old fucking terror tracks and nice. stuff. Brought, bring up to the modern world. But Tara also writ a new album with Todd Jones helping them produce it. So I, he's helping them with the riffs. That's sick. Yeah. Todd Jones boner, bro, dude. Give me the fucking TD. Wait, no, TJ. TJ. <laughs> I'm like, the TJD. Whatever. Nails is a fucking meme. And it's fun to talk shit on nails, but I also love nails, too. I was talking shit on nails before it was cool. Dude, fucking meme. Dude, fucking patience zero on the meme lords over here. <laughs> like that Goku shit. I told you about how every. I told you about how every anime character gets. Com is everyone's. Every time there's a new dope, shonen, powerful anime character, everyone's like, oh, but who could he beat Goku? Now all you can see. Can he beat Goku? Now all you see is Goku memes. Like. I've seen, like, I've known of this and people saying this, but you bringing it up and us bullshitting it and, like, joking about it now just became a oh, thing. Oh, bro, fucking Superman, the dude from My Hero Academia, Light Yagami, Sidema from One Punch Man. Can Sidema be Goku? Can Luffy be Goku? Can Naruto be Goku? Can Aaron be Goku? It's always weird to me when I see Japan only stuff of Can One Sailor Moon <laughs> be Goku? <laughs> Can the main chick from Girls Bravo be Goku? <laughs> Can what's can what's that dude's what's that asshole's can the guy from Bleach beat Goku? Uh, can like the sexy vampire chick from Zario Vampire beat Goku? Can the chick from Vampire Night beat Goku? <laughs> uh, yo, can my waifu body pillow beat Goku? Uh, can 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 Amino from Gundam beat Goku? Uh, can Goku? Wait, no. Can Goku beat Goku? No, we saw the fucking the Goku yeah, Black. Go, yeah, Goku Black whooped his ass. <laughs> yeah, Goku can beat Goku. Fucking shit solved. All right, let me get the timestamp, dude. We've been fucking... Bro, oh, we've been shit. fucking going hard, dude. We haven't even touched Daisy yet. No, shit, you know, bro. Now we really are, Brian and Vinny. Yeah. Fucking give me a second. I'm going to write down 49 because it's easier for me to find my timestamps, people, which, hey, anyone listening so far, I put timestamps in the top in the podcast description. So if you want something specific, like, oh, I like these guys talking about Attack on Titan, but I don't give a fuck about Ice eh, whatever. Or I'm only here from the Daisy of Love. Shit, bro, just fucking skip there. I fucking give you that. But if you aren't reading, that's your fucking problem, bro. I try my best. <laughs> but maybe I should try to say it first thing in the beginning of the podcast. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right, time for the main event. <laughs> yes, sir. We promise you a great main event tonight, ladies and gentlemen. In this corner, we've got Daisy of Love. In this corner, we've got we've got two random jabronis. Why did I make a wrestling reference? Because let's jump ahead in the plot. Oh, that's but, just a fight reference in general. Yeah. So okay. To describe what happened last time on Daisy of Love, the challenge was that they were trying to help Daisy come up with a picture for her freaking hot new single. Fox was being kind of fucking More annoying. Like a piece of shit. Yeah, there was also a skunk in the house in mayhem, <laughs> and then literally the fucking delicious icing on the cake. Cage was not stoked, and he was ready to fucking kill Flex. Yes, he was. He wanted to. He, he wanted to game end that person. All right, Edward, sing the f theme song. I want to say fucking theme, but I'm just like. 
sing the are, are, we, are, we, are we trying to clean up our act? Are we trying to go PG? Whoa, YouTuber. Well, I'm not YouTube saying fuck, friendly. I'm not saying fuck with everything by cast. So fucking Edward, sing the fucking damn fucking theme song. Fuck. You think you got the best of me? You think Check you got the, the fucking best of me? Oh, isn't that a song? You think you got the fucking best of me? Right, you think you got the fucking best of me? Does he, he fucking me. love me? Not? Does he, he fucking lo loves me? He fucking loves me not. Does he fucking love me or does he fucking love me not? You think you got the best of me? You think you fucking you think got the best of me? <laughs> Best to me, check this. You'll never get to me. Something you'll never get to me. Vroom. So yeah, is this a great in the podcast fucking or a morning podcast? I can't tell. I uh, know I'm pretty in between. I drank a Gerbermate, so I try to make sure I was it's good for you, this dude, evening. You get you get coked out when you drink energy drinks. Yeah, but I, well, I guess I try. I think this is where I'm like. Witty and fired on air. Instead of being <laughs> like, yeah, bro, so it's fucking morning and Flex feels like total dog shit and Troll Pack well, is does. tired too. He does. Uh, Flex got a second degree burn. Bro, dude, both these pretty buff boys are fucking kind of feeling like shit and they're just sitting there like, bro, this is like the hardest I've ever like fought for a chick. It's like, dude, I hope today's challenge is easy and I don't get hurt. <laughs> All right, so uh, so what happens else? What's on your notes, homeboy? So so six gauge walks into like uh, walks into a room and finds Daisy's diary and like a bunch of tap out gear. Yep, and he's like, hey guys, let's go meet in the tattoo parlor. And he's and he's like, I think we're gonna fight each other. Who knows? Maybe we're gonna fight Daisy naked. Then he like does fight that. Da Daisy does naked that, in the then, bed. Then he does wink, that wink. like that shit with his eyebrows up and down. Then you hear the guitarist go, "Wow, wow!" It's wink, like wink. it's like, bro, we get it. We we've all heard that Steve Miller song, okay? Yeah. So things are getting. So things have been getting. Um, Dear Diary. Oh, right, all right, that's just the notes. Yeah, Dear Diary. Things have been getting tense around the house. Tennis need to blow some steam. What? Okay. That's, uh, no, that's what the note says. No, it said, step back, my dog. Step back. I got this. Stay in the back. <sighs> There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Dear Diary. Because that's how Daisy sounds like. Dear Diary. Dear Diary. Things are beginning tense in the house and my rock stars need to blow off some steam. Oh, shit. I was off. Today, I want to see who can go the distance for my love and attention. The guys are taking out their piercings, strapping on their cups, and leaving the house in an hour. I can't wait to see how tough you, how tough are, how tough, okay, I fucked up. I can't wait to see how tough they really are. Hugs and kisses, Daisy. She, she is like, I've been training for like a I, year. I'm confident I've got, I'm like, bro, you're a twink. Yeah, but he's not fighting fucking 12 gauge. <laughs> Hey, 12, oh, spoiler 12 gauge, alert, bro! 12, it's a fucking... 12 gauge. 12, dude, 12 I, gauge. Yes, I keep fucking up. He's not fighting 6 gauge. Big Rig says... Or 12 pack. <laughs> or the fucking Fusion Dance version of 12 pack and 6 gauge. <laughs> Fusion, ha! <laughs> Just imagine, like... A cowboy with a brook with a, with a with a fit with a with a Jersey accent. Yeah, so Jersey, a New Jersey cowboy, damn, bro. You need, you need to go back up in my. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, right. I did that too. So, uh, <laughs> fuck, I went too far. There's a. Well, okay, no. Big Rick says I got a big old smile. I love his fucking voice. I got a big old smile on my face. I'm a professional MMA fighter, and I'm thinking to myself, it's about to get nasty. It's about to get nasty. 
Sinister says, I'm paraphrasing, but Sinister is basically like, yeah, this sucks. I'm not stoked. Hey, so yeah, I guess the best way to put it, Sinister's not stoked, dude. <laughs> not stoked at all. Yes. And I keep fucking getting my notes all jumped up on me. And then Flex is like, bro, I'm hurt as fuck right now. This sucks. <laughs> so, who, so he's not stoked. It's like, bro, I wanted a day not to fucking get injured, but now I'm fucking mostly, I gotta fight dudes? Fuck, bro. Give me a break. There's some comedy with Sinister and Chi Chi, because Sinister's a tiny man, and everything looks big on him. And he's telling Chi Chi, he's like, bro, someone breaks my nose. I'm kneeing them in the dick. And then Chi Chi's like, let me show you a move. Let me show we, you a move. We never saw him show him the move. Well, whatever. So basically, yeah, there's like, yeah, they they all dress up and head out to the boxing gym. And Daisy confirms today that it's going to be a fighting challenge. And then the great words by Rackman, he says, Daisy doesn't like violence, but I do. Yeah. And you can see his sister, he is definitely not stoked. And then we meet John Hackleman. And yes. his fucking and he is from the pit. Actually a local used to be a local MMA gym in our I, area. I thought I thought the pit was his business. Whatever. Yeah, it's about because it's like, yeah, no, he trained Chuck Liddell. I'm like, I think that was a local business around here. Yeah. And yeah, he's gonna he's gonna whip these girly men and 12 pack in the shape. By the way, I, I wrote it here. What Rackman says is Daisy isn't a fan of violence. I am. And I'm like, did you think he sounded cool? Rick Rickland Rickland Rackmanel. I think that's Rackman's thing. But I think yeah. he's like he hopes that he sounds so, so cool. There's a funny bit. John says good news and bad news. Bad news: getting punched in the face sucks. Good news is I've got medical technicians on site, so we're good to and go. And we meet John and Karen, and like I like our medical technicians have like two of the most like straightforward names. Yeah. So Big Rick says, <clears throat> I haven't won a date with Daisy yet, but Big Rick's fixing to win his date tonight, today. Like, it's a little redundant, but you still got a nice voice. Whatever. So they do some basic training and stuff. That's what I wrote. Look, I wrote that word for word. Well, I wrote down, it's like, they train and Big Rig is ready for carnage. You, then why did you say they did basic training? Because I read my notes, but I also say words to add on. <laughs> a lot of these times are just, like, reference notes for me to help me remember. Oh, dude, I need to, like, write everything out in full. Otherwise, I'm I'm paranoid. I'll forget. So, so here's, here's the card. <laughs> So <laughs> here's the Bellator card. Chi Chi versus Fox winner fights Sinister. No, it's fucking. Yeah, it is. A fight uh -huh, I don't uh -huh. know why I yeah, got fucking. Yeah. I got Fox versus Sinister. Winner gets <laughs> Chi Chi. What the fuck was I smoking? Then it's dude. Then it's Big Rig versus 12 pack. I was hype. And it says and like 12 packs like fuck man. Like, 12 packs like. Big rig's tough, but as long as I get him on the ground, because I wrestled on my life, I think I can pull out a win. Because I guess he teaches wrestling. Yeah, he teaches wrestling, and I wrote down, yeah, he can, do, yeah, he can roll around. And then one of the best part, then Flex versus Six Gauge, and Flex fucking says, "Great, I gotta fight, I gotta fight Frank and Penis." <laughs> yo, yo, Flex is always funny. He was on fucking fire this episode. Yeah, dude. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's not stoked to fucking deal with Frank and Penis either, dude. <laughs> That thing's fucking Terminator cock, dude. It's like half metal, half dick. It is! It is! Oh my god. I'm not looking up a six-gauge Prince Albert, bro. Oh, I'm not either. I, I looked not up... Not now. In your private time, you can do it. I would literally rather look up Blue Waffle. This isn't the that. fucking Comcast oh. fucking podcast with their boy, with their good friends. They need to fucking do that! Yeah, I know they need to, but fucking a disappointment. One's trying to like take over the world, and one's just like... <laughs> 
just try to take over his couch. So the, so the first fight is Chi-Chi and Fox. Chi-Chi is trying to sound all He's like, I want to kill Fox. I want to punch his teeth down his throat. I'm like, God damn. Well, it's kind of Fox. So yo, fuck this guy. So a- in the red shorts, we have the brown nose bomber versus the man in the blue shorts. The Frisco Clipper. Is that where his business is? No, those were their fighting names. Oh, oh, oh I didn't see that. Well, you saw like the fucking little promo cards and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I missed that. Fuck. Well, good thing I did it. Yeah. Ha ha. So Chi-Chi's ready to murder Fox, as like you said. Yes. And Fox is sitting there doing katas. And, no, not Fox. Chi-Chi's doing fucking katas and shit. Or just like shadow boxing. He's sitting there like, fuck, dude, I'm getting scared. So for the most part, they're just having a fucking striking battle. And I'd be striking a battle. Fox is like flaring, flaring, flaying his arms at Chi-Chi. It. Flaring up and flaying <laughs> his arms at Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi's just like... Just like giving them straights and shit, but eventually they kind of go to the ground and Fox kind of taps out first thing when they get on the ground and literally he's like, dude, I got like freaking out of air and stuff. So it's like, yeah, he submitted because he got gassed and that basically was a fail in Daisy's eyes. Yeah. Uh, Anything you want to add on to that fight? No, he he tapped out in 30 seconds flat apparently. And everyone's like, dude, Fox is a bitch. bitch. Like, yeah, we all do say Fox is a bitch, but whatever. So now, and this is the best fucking picture. Like, if you, I like paused it because they show the fucking like little like info cards with the names and stuff. Just fucking, you might not see it, but freaking like, oh, dude, Troll Pack had the most gooniest face. He just popped out his chin and was just going. (laughs) And like freaking like Big Rig was sitting there just going. Yeah, wrestling heel duck face. Yeah, I did. Th- I was hyped for this fight. I w- There's more hype for this fight than Logan Paul versus Merriweather. <laughs> Mayweather? Yeah, Mayweather, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, are they, are they fighting yet? <laughs> well, they were supposed to fight in like... I thought they were supposed to fight like this month, but it got pushed to April now. Well, whatever. So now we have the Jersey Chin Strap versus Southern Discomfort. So yeah. Oh, that's so lame. Oh no, dude! Jersey chin straps a pretty funny name. No, that's a good name. I was talking about Southern discomfort. Oh no, that's a pretty good name. I'm Southern discomfort, and I'm ready to punch you straight in the face, you Jersey chin strap. So big is re- so, and like we also get a thing where Big Rig is stoked because like, dude, I can't wait to punch fucking Troll Pack in the face for fucking the photo <laughs> shoot and shit. Oh, he is so ready. So mostly. Troll pack, str- troll pack strategy for this match was just go straight for the takedown. And he's basically, yeah, he's just like trying to rush in. He's trying to shoot in, try to get a double leg, but he's like up. Then starts trying to bear hug like friggin' Big Rig, but Big Rig at one point is just like unloading some uppercuts on him. But Troll Pack's just taking it. And at one moment, he was able to friggin' t- Sorry, he was able to take down Big Rig, but then uh, like freaking he was like so like he had Big Rig down and pinned, but freaking Trollpack didn't notice Big Rig working his way into guard where he then threw a triangle choke on roll Trollpack over where his head gear guard fall off and was getting punched in the face. And at the point we got Trollpack saying like God damn man, dude, I'm getting punched in the face. I think I might have broke my nose. Okay, see when I watched that the first time, I thought. I miss. Sorry, listeners, we dropped out because I have the great fucking ability of having my freaking security protection program, i.e., or like my firewall program, like pop up every now and then, wanting to make sure my computer is good and safe. 
Which is good. But it also cuts out our fucking shit, but eh, whatever. Any longtime listeners know shit happens like this all the fucking time. All the fucking time. But yeah, as I was saying, I misunderstood the show when I first watched this because I thought what happened was Big Rig had punched 12 packs so hard that his face gear had come off. But no, it was because of the triangle choke. Yeah, the triangle choke and most likely like 12 pack had a loose like freaking like face gear, but whatever. Yeah. Eventually like they like freaking stop it and like they all like they have them regroup with freaking 12 pack laying on the ground and guard and stuff and freaking um big rig having an advantage with this moment yeah no everything for like 12 pack just kind of fall, fell apart because then like yeah big rig just kind of like worked him eventually it was like 12 pack try to roll over but freaking big rig was riding him from the top and this here i just wrote down all right so the fight ends in kind of a dirty fucking fashion not gonna lie because big rig is just unloading punches to the back of 12 pack's head and i wrote down i was like dude that's fucking illegal and MMA. You would think John would have said that. Yeah, you would think. It's like, what the fuck's up with this fucking ref? Was this not a thing in fucking 2009? Because I would hope to think that's kind of like, that rule's been there for a while. You can't fucking like just that, do that. I feel like that rule's been there since at least like the early 2000s, like 2005. Yeah, like at least when it, like they started actually having gloves and friggin' shit and like yeah, yeah. have proper judging. Yeah, I thought they fucking didn't like actually laid in the things like you can't be unloading in fucker's head, but dude, he was just unloading on his <laughs> the back, back of, of the, twelve pack's head. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, twelve pack like tapped out. I'm just like, bro, that was fucking dirty with Big Rig, fucking professional MMA fighter, but fucking, I guess it was. It's either not a rule or he fucking sucks <laughs> for not knowing the rules. Well, I get his it. record is seven and eight. Yeah, like I'm sure, but he was at a higher level than fucking Cage. So yeah. There was a funny line by Daisy before the restart, um, after 12-pack got his face gear knocked off, where Daisy said, Oh, God, I didn't want anyone to get seriously injured. I hope 12-pack, I hope, talking about 12-pack, I hope he doesn't have a concussion or die. Well, a fucking Big Rig was just able to just, like, go fucking full cowboy on him. He was ready to give, like, freaking 12-pack a concussion. Yes. So now we got the Big Baby versus Prince Albert. There was a... F- there's a funny line from Flex. He goes, hey, you know what's awesome to do after you've just been bird? Cage fighting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I just wrote down. So this kind of just went 39 seconds. I think it was just like I, they were both wearing red shorts. So it was kind of see who did what. But I think I think freaking Flex went and shot in on freaking like six gauge and just like worked himself down and just got a freaking rear naked choke on him. So, yeah. 39 second fight right there. Not as exciting as fucking Big Rick trying to like murder freaking 12 pack. The boy. The boy. Yeah, dude, that's that was that was funny. So now, in the main event of the besties, we have the brown nose bomber versus dead meat. <laughs> oh, that was so how does this fight go? So, according to this, Chi-Chi, according to the narrative... Chi-Chi and Sinister, people, if you didn't know. Yeah, Chi-Chi and Sinister. According to the narrative, Chi-Chi's like, he's not feeling the hype on fighting him. He said, he's like, I don't want to hurt my little best friend. So, apparently, he's not fighting back at first because you you can tell because there's a shot of Ricky Rackman and he says something like, he's like, why isn't he fighting back? Because he doesn't want to hurt fucking... Like, Rackman's like, said, like, oh, no, yeah, no. Chi-Chi's going to mess up, like, freaking... Sinister's like, I'm not intimidated. And he, like, throws a punch to Chi-Chi. Yeah, he throws, like, a freaking, like, random, like, like left hook to Chi-Chi. And it knocks down Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi, like, sat there's like, dude, I almost got knocked out for a second. All right. 
And then Chi Chi Playtime's over. And then Chi Chi pulls a Goku and takes off the weighted clothing. And yeah, he he cho- he he ends up choking out Sinister in his own words. So I choked him out in a nice, safe manner. I guess that's safer than just hitting him, but yeah, that still hurts. Oh, I know, fucking sucks, but but yeah. So yeah, uh, Chi Chi wins. The winners are uh, you know Chi Chi Flex and um, Big Rig. Big and rig. Big Rig, according to Daisy, gets MVP. And then and then and then Pig Rig says, punching a pretty boy's face like that. Damn right I'm MVP. Damn right he is. So <laughs> so I guess because convention, Daisy says that Flex and then Chi Chi. Uh so yeah, he's MVP. Flex and Chi Chi get a date. And so does Sinister. Hey, fucking. He tried better than fucking. Well, Fox. he was better than Fox and Six Gauge. So fuck it. He he can get he can join on. There, Let him join along. There's a funny line. Yo, be- Daisy's got fucking full power and say she could do whatever the fuck she wants. There's a funny line. It's Daisy of love, not fucking Rackman of love. Not new metal boys of love. New metal boys of love. New me- metal of love, dude. New metal love. But there's a funny line from Flex as they get in the limo. Have to you go heard home. of Slayer? Oh, oh God, no. Sorry. But the Torrents here. <laughs> um, what was Fucking Iron Maiden. God. Do you cringe at Justin Bieber wearing an Iron Maiden shirt? Well, you should. I didn't give a shit. I remember when that shit happened. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Anyway. Yeah, I'm all like, if I was like 19, I'm like, ooh, ooh Bieber, ooh, whatever metal fashion. But now I realize, bruh, I think Metallica's just stoked to just have be a fashion piece, bro. That's, bro, that's what, that's when you know your bands made it, bro, when you're just a fashion you're piece. A fashion. Yo, dude, just give me one of my fucking shitty bands with their t-shirts to have that shit on runways in France, bro. I just want to be a fashion bro at this point. So, I'm so down with that. There's a funny line from Flex because they get in the limit to go home after she names MVPs in the day. He's like, let's make like a fetus and head out. <laughs> Great joke, bro. Uh, so at home, twelve pack is in the mirror looking at his nose, and he's he's thinking it's broken or the bridge is crooked. It's broken, dude. It's like to the left. Oh god, it's so broken. <laughs> Flex makes fucking fun of him. He's like, "Oh no, my perfect nose is broken." And twelve pack's oh, no, like, "My perfect nose is broken." And he's like, "At least I didn't try. At least I didn't tap out like box after he tripped." Is <laughs> this sentence like, "Oh no, I got beat up." But hey, at least I'm not a bitch like Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. So Daisy and Big Rig gets a sexy date, she says. There's a shot of it, of him going in the room. Yeah, and then we get a shot of Fox saying some really stupid shit. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh my god. Flex go, at- bro, go. Flex asks Fox, so would you rematch Chi-Chi right now? And then Fox says fucking, would Johnny Depp fight for his woman? And Flex is like, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Flex is like, yes, he's a pirate for fuck's sake. And then 12-pack calls Bog- Fox the demon bar of Fleet Street, you know, from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I like this cast so much better than Rock of Love's cast. Rock of Love's cast is just stupid women or they're yelling and plotting and scheming and being bitches and yelling. This show, the bros get to be bros and it's like, oh man, I, that's why I like this cast. But anyway, Fo- but then Fox says something like, I want to take it to the ring and Chi Chi says, we were just in the ring and then Fox says, do you play ping pong, bro? I like to play tennis. Chi Chi goes, what the fuck does that mean? And Fox says, you're better at your own sport. And at this uh, point in time, let the best man win. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. What? Yeah, it's kind of like fucking what, dude? He's just saying whatever. So the freaking MVP date. Remember last time I said the date with fucking Daisy and Fox kind of just looked like a porno is about to happen? <laughs> well, what was this date? Two for two. Going on. This looked like a fucking porno was about to happen. Sexy bubble bath, you guys. Sexy bubble bath. And I'm just like, I swear to God, I'm like, dude. Someone, but dude, something naughty is about to go down. But nope, not really. Like, dude, Big Rig is like fucking motorboating and Daisy's boobs and shit. Like, he's going all into Daisy. He's going hard. There's a point where he's telling, he's like, "I'm not like in love with you, but I could see myself falling in love with you." And then there's like ten seconds pass, and he's like, and he and he's I'm like, "Should sure the liquor's kicked in after like fifteen minutes?" And he's like, "Daisy, I am falling in love with you." And Daisy's like, "He's coming out a little strong," and I'm like, he's "Oh, trying. he," and I'm like, "Oh, he's." fine but then this motherfucker pulls out a picture of his son and she he's like i want you to have this picture and daisy's like are you uh, sure no i don't know about that guy and he's like yeah and she's like okay like she doesn't Kay. seem creeped out she just feels like it was coming on a little strong and it probably was a little strong not going to lie like telling her the whole you know i i he's like telling her he's falling for i think that's kind of whatever because you know liquor the picture of the sun mm, a little mm. strong i must a admit. little strong there bro it's not rodeo no I wouldn't say I just miss my son. Yeah, but at least Brett's got a kid and sympathized. Yeah. Daisy's like, I'm confused if she's like 19 or actually in her mid-20s. So. <laughs> so I'm sure she's not ready for fucking dad vibes yet. Like, Daisy just comes off like, nah, I still want to play fucking rock star. I'm not ready to play mom. God. So then this is some funny shit. So yeah, after the fucking date, she goes to talk to Six Gauge because she feels like he's been distant. And like wants to like give more Six Gauge of a chance. Yeah, which is nice considering how Brett would like, you know, you telling me that shit that like, like Daisy Lace, goes out of her way to make sure you telling me that shit about how Lacey said that Brett like didn't want to talk to anybody like almost ever and stuff like that really be shows itself because in this show, Daisy like actually try, gives a fucking tries. Yes. But yeah. So she goes to talk to him and he's like, so why did you become a dancer? He said, I wanted to make as much money as fast as I could. But then he like, proceeds, good enough reason. But then he proceeds to launch on the show. Your <laughs> penis with the fucking six gauge of oh. Prince Albert. And you want to make money quick? You know what? I think stripping's not the worst. Then he proceeds to launch into an incel gamer rant about oh, how it's harder. Fuck, for, bro. About how it's harder for guys, guy dancers, to get money out of girls than the other way around. But he's presenting it as like being completely serious. Daisy's just kind of like, okay. But then he says, yeah, they constantly need attention, texts, and calls. And and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, what the fuck? I thought this was about dancing. So basically, everybody, it turns into more of like Six Gauge and his hustling. Yeah. He's, Anytime Daisy wants to connect with Six Gauge, he just turns into just talking about him hustling and shit. So basically, and so what, yeah, he was fucking pulling freaking Cardi B's and shit. What he's saying is he worked the girls outside of work for money. It's not uncommon in the stripper dancer world, but strippers and dancers, to my knowledge, look down upon it because the sentiment is, hey man, the entire world looks at us like. Like we're you know because we get naked we make money people already look at us like we're whores and prostitutes don't actually be a whore or prostitute you know what i mean so daisy tells him look i'm an exotic dancer because i'm an entertainer which but, i was like okay. okay but then she says and no offense but 
I'm not that desperate. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, fuck. Six Man, kids is like, hey, what when the you get, fuck? Hey, when you got your own show, you're not desperate. When you're coming on, when she was coming on the fucking Rock Love, she came off really, 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 really desperate. Keep in mind, Six Gage is the one with a music career right now. That is shocking. Oh fuck. Well, I don't know if like freaking Six Gage. Sorry, Daisy. He found a woman that was down with that Prince Albert, had his child, and he is a country musician. Yes. And I'm sure he didn't have the same drug problem as Daisy. And I was just saying, as far as I know, Daisy De La Hoya is still single. I don't even know if she no, has an Instagram. I think she has a hubby. Oh, really? She, I'm sure. She, I think she has a hubby and she had a Facebook where she was. I think she was kind of being a flat earth, earther. Not going to lie. Yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. I really shouldn't. You can go find her Facebook. Even when Logan Paul came out, or is it Jake Paul came out as a it's flat earther? It's one of the fucking Paul Bros. Yeah, we have his. We have Jake Paul's autobiography. Hey, I'm a flat work. earther. Oh my god, freaking! Lo it's like, oh, dude. Hey, no low one, gang, low gang. Yo, dude, no one's paying attention to the low gang right now. I need to fucking get plug. I don't know what you do. Maybe say you're a flat earther. Yo, peeps, I'm a flat earther. You know, oh my god, you know, one of them is a flat earther. Uh, you know, you know oh my god, fucking the Paul brothers. Uh. Yeah, it's you know funny. We sell a really quick funny thing. We sell Jake Paul's autobiography. It's called You Gotta Want It, but it's like a real actual biography. Biography and he gives tips on how to be an influencer, but it goes in the humor section. Bro, fuck. I, like, almost Bro I almost want to read this book. I am curious to see what he says. And I'm just like, fuck, even Barnes and Nobles knows that this shit's a joke. Uh, but yeah, so back to the show. Fuck, dude, I really want to read that book. <laughs> dude, I'll buy it. I'll buy it for you. Fuck, bro. Uh, dude. Finish, finish the, finish the day. I already finished both books. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. What do you think of the Megadeth? Well, we can talk about that later. Well, no, yeah, we'll talk about it later. So yeah, um, and she and she's like, I'm not the desperate. So the next morning, and unfortunately, the show kind of starts to feel a little fake here. Twelve and twelve pack, and I almost called. Wait, I almost did we finish up with fucking six gauge? Well, yeah, because what happens is she says, "I'm not that desperate," and then it just kind of ends. And he, no, and then we just get six gauge sitting there because like, he's like, "Dude, fuck? what the fuck am I doing wrong?" Yeah, you're not connecting her. You just keep talking about how you make money. Yeah. You're like, you're not look, like talking about your emotions and stuff. Like, wow, you like to see in a lady, what you think of Daisy as a person and stuff, what you want to present yourself. Other than you just want to present yourself, you're a fucking business bro and you hustle fucking chicks in this conversation. Yeah. You're kind of coming off as a sketch dude, bruh. So, like I said, well, and Hayes, country musician, and got a lady to like take on the fucking. To take on the prince. To take, take on his Franken penis, bruh. So. What you would call it. This is so I was saying this is where things start to feel a little fake and manufactured. 12 pack and six gauge wake up. Ah, flex, wake up. And they decide to uh, initiate Operation 12 Pack Sexy Flexy. That's right. The idea is they're just they're gonna get everyone kicked out. They aren't the Heather Lacey dream team, but it's something. Yeah, I'm down with this team. Their first target is to take out Sinister and Chi Chi. They call them the twins. Um, everyone except for Chi Chi is outside with uh Sinister. And Flex is trying to goad him, goad him into like trying to, you know, uh, get pissed at Chi Chi. And he's like, I had a dream last night that my best friend was beating me in this competition. And I wanted to slit his fucking throat. Yo, I want to slit his fucking throat. <laughs> and Sinister just kind of stands there and takes it. 
But then he like goes and talks to Tichi. He's like, I'm not gonna let you beat me, dude. That's just how it goes. I'm not, I'm gonna, not gonna let you, let you beat, beat me, me dude. dude. She's like, what do you mean, dude? He's like, I'm not gonna let you beat me, but man. But dude, we're like bros, dude. Just like totally chill. He's like, we should be working together, bro. And Sinister's just like, nah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Well, but he's like, happened. yeah, we can, but I'm not gonna let you beat me, guy. I'm gonna yeah. shine today in the date. I'm like, what? And Chi-Chi's like, whatever, dude. Speaking of the date. Yo, dude, I swear, this is like, I know it's like lit. This day was fucking lazy. Remember the fucking, like, they're hanging out at a tattoo parlor in the house earlier? Well, that's the fucking date. Hey, let's just go to the tattoo parlor. And get tattoos. Sick date, bro, I guess. Well, Coincidentally, all four people involved have tattoos. Well, you know, it's a good date. And it's, a, it's like, if you want to be a cheapo on getting tattoos, like, fucking, this was the way to go. These look like $40 tattoos. Yeah, well, we'll see. I just know Chi-Chi and Sinister are arguing about who gets Daisy's lips tattooed on their body and stuff. I remember that. I don't know if you got more notes on that one. And also, Flex is also there sitting, pushing buttons on their bromance. No, that's literally what happened because um, they were talking and he was like, something like, oh, I want Daisy's lips. And then Chi-Chi basically steals the idea. And because Daisy's like, what do you guys want? And then she's like, I want to do that. And then Sinister's like, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck? It's like, I was thinking of that, like, the moment I got in that got here, dude. But, no. No, 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 no. But then Daisy, uh, Daisy says, um, I think it'd be hard to get a matching tattoo. And Mordecai, I mean, Chi-Chi, is like, is like, I'll do it. I'll get the matching tattoo. Flex takes the opportunity to be like, hey, man, these guys, like, live together um, while, I think this is while Daisy's getting her tattoo. It's like, hey, these guys live together. If you pick one, how's that going to go? And she's like, huh. I just know, I just saw Daisy here looking kind of whack, kind of like, look like her mind's out in the outer space, but also getting really, really horned out on getting a tattoo. Yeah, Flex kind of, like, dirty talks her. Is she getting it? He's like, does it feel good? He's like, mm, yeah. He's like, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. He's like, I think this place like, yeah, it doesn't hurt. You like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I think people getting tattooed, getting tattooed. Oh, yeah. I think being in the process of getting a tattoo oh, is yeah. actually a sex fetish. I don't think Brett Michaels was kidding. Oh, we're seeing it right some now. Of the best orgasms of my life after getting a tattoo. I bet you have Brett Michaels. Cool, Brett. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about like Daisy, but. Yeah. So Chi Chi is like, um, yeah, so then, uh, so then she asked Sinister and Chi-Chi, you know, what's going on here with this? Chi-Chi's like, I want what's best what's for you. What's going on here? I want what's best for you. Sinister's like, if you pick him, I'm going on a drinking binge. <laughs> oh, a drinking binge. Not going to lie, dude. If you pick him, dude, I'm just going to go rampage for like a week. Yeah. So then um, uh, do you have some of these notes for when Chi-Chi got his tattoo? Well, I just, not really. I just wrote down Chi-Chi gets lips tattooed, gets lips tattooed on, and Sinister gets his fucking name, like, get the Sinister, like, word, get the word Sinister on his freaking arm, and then, yeah, Flex gets on his, his old, wrist, yeah. yeah, on his wrist, and then Flex gets his old tattoo touched up. The Sinister one's funny, because he's already super tatted up, and, like, the word Sinister tattooed on your wrist, of course, a new metal bro would like that. Hey, it's fucking, well, it's dope, so, like. It was a funny bit, though, with Chi-Chi, because as he's getting his tattoo, he do be simping hard. She's like, do you love it? He's like, yeah, I do. I love it, babe. I love it so much. Oh, yeah, babe. I feel so lucky, right? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah you promise oh, yeah, you like babe. it? And then Flex goes, Daisy should have gotten Chi-Chi's nose tattooed on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. 
Ah, whatever. Are we done doing talking about tattoos? Yeah, that's it. All right. So while the tattoos are going on, Sis Gage decides to make a fucking rose petal tray thing where he just takes a bunch of rose. He's like taking rose petals off roses and stuff and putting them in like a cool thing on a tray. Which then Fox, and then like yeah, he's doing that thing. But then we get a shot of Fox gets a call from his brother, which I think with the six gauge and the tray thing, freaking twelve pack, like says something about it to fucking goad him and stuff. But whatever. Then Fox gets a call from his brother saying that his girlfriend was contacted to come and come onto the show and Fox gets sketched. Wolverina. Well, that that's like I'm like, is that her real name? It well, if you look, be. well, bro, if you look at a full like Fox and like you like his girlfriend supposedly called Wolverina, it's like it's like, would you be shocked he tried to date a chick named Wolverina? No, that's right. No. Uh, so he's like. He's like, he's telling his friends, like, look, I came here. And he's telling in his talking head, look, I came here because, well, so Daisy could be my girlfriend. That's what he says in the talking head. I'm like, that's, I'm like, look, assuming this is real, that's pretty sleazy, bro. Have you seen the guy? So he goes to 12 pack for advice and he's like, uh, look, bro, I got a girlfriend and 12 packs talking head. <laughs> 12 packs talking head. So funny. he's basically just like. Oh yeah, thanks for talking to me, Fox. I promise, buddy. No one's ever gonna learn about this. Oh no, dude. Oh dang, yeah. I'm totally your friend. I will totally keep your secret, bro. He's like, he's like, how long you been going out? Fox is like, uh, for two years, and I live with her. Or he did. Then continuity comes into play because he's like, well, she did the same thing on Rock of Love too, so it should be okay, right? Should be okay, right? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And then basically, Twelve Pack tells him, like, you know what? Go talk to Daisy about your whole situation. Tell her everything. Exactly. And like in Fox's plans, hopefully that burns him. So whatever. We then we get a shot of Fox outside next to the fire pit smoking his cigarette, getting the nerves to go talk to Daisy about the situation and stuff. And like obviously, yeah, I think there was like they get back from their like tattoos and whatever. So yeah, first thing we see of like Fox and Daisy is like Daisy's just like instantly like, dude, just come on, kiss me. Let's just start face smashing and stuff. And then, like, Fox just takes a fucking minute just to, like, <laughs> say that he lives with his girlfriend. Like, he's saying a bunch of shit. It's like, oh, I think you're awesome. And, you know, however Fox talks where it's just a fucking sloppy mess. But whatever. He says he lives with his girlfriend. And Daisy's not stoked about it. But in the end, Fox, who actually watched the shows, is like <laughs> uses the Charles cheat code. <laughs> Which the Daisy's like, well, yeah, you're not wrong on that one. It's like, dude, anytime's like, oh yeah, I have a girlfriend, but like, yeah, but you had Charles, and it's like, well, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll let you live on that one because then I'd just be playing pot, <laughs> be like, what, pot calling kettle, or whatever, pot calling the kettle black, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because she's like, did you break up with her? And he's like, yes, but no, or well, yes, no. but no, I, yes, I, no, no. I left to come here. She's like, oh, does she know you're here? And he's like, yes. Well, actually, no. But who cares? She's like, I care. You should too. He's like, yeah. Well, it's like with your. That's what she says, ZRX. And then she asks, well, do you love her? And he's like, uh, as a person, yes. And she's just like, okay, I believed you. I believe. But you. then it's like friggin' yeah, Fox goes away. We also get her talking heads. Like, why does it have to be Fox? There's <laughs> uh, also there was also a funnier talking head too, which she found out like he had a girlfriend. She got like the fucking hellfire in the back in the background. Oh of my her. god, yeah, I forgot about that. Which so I'm like sitting there, like fuck, should I use that for the fucking like um yeah, do it. 
for the thumbnail for like this episode or yeah, the dude. fucking thumbnail of like the Jersey chin strap versus Southern discomfort. I don't know. Just Photoshop the glasses on. You don't Photoshop the glasses anymore in the thumbnails. I'm too late. I don't want to anymore. But it's funny. What? Uh, I like it. No, no. Yeah. Listen. Oh, thanks for the feedback, guys. No, listen, just drop WandaVision and use that motivation to make to make quirky thumbnails again. But, the, the, like, the thumbnails are already quirky. Yeah, but they could be quirkier with fucking pit vipers. Uh, I don't know. I'll think on it. When I think of Dr. Death Danger Radio Show, I think, I think saying the word fuck tits and... We don't say tits that often. We don't say tits, but I mean, there was a lot yeah, of, yeah, we a talk lot of tits about, in Samurai Cop. Yeah, there was a lot of tits and in Samurai Cop. there's a lot of tits in, in Rock of Love. Yeah, like... The Brett Michael Cinematic Universe. I'm not in tits to see boobies, but every time we review something, there's fucking, like, a very emphasis on boobs on what the hell we're watching. And then if I could convince you to watch Emmanuel in space... Oh, you try to pull a filthy Tom Lawler and try to make me watch Emmanuel in space. space. Okay, keep going. <sighs> so whatever. Then we so Daisy and Rackman meet up and have their like elimination powwow and basically they like go through some of the piece, but mostly the two like main ones is that like Daisy has her doubts about six gauge and shit, but then she also then like tells Rackman about like the girlfriend situation with Fox, and Rackman just is like, dude, he needs to get booty. He's he like, needs to get booted. Yeah, he, yeah, he's kind of nice with six gauge. He's like, look, I like the guy. I could be friends with him, but I just don't feel the fire. But Fox, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically like, but well, fuck that guy. He's gotta go. He yo, gotta he's gotta go. Yo, he's got a girlfriend. He's gotta go. But like, he used the Charles cheat code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like every time it's like, oh, I got a girlfriend. It's like, oh, really? It's like, but. You had Charles from like Rock Love. It's like, oh, I guess I'll let you stay. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's like I'm not like I'm just living with my girlfriend. We're like exes and stuff. So whatever. Now it's elimination, and I wrote down. So now it's elimination, and Daisy is having the maddest hard nipples with her fucking weird, like, plather leopard leopard print dress. Oh, you noticed that, too? Yeah, I just noticed them, like, in the fight. Like, I didn't notice on the YouTube video when I first watched it, but then in 2B TV, I'm just sitting there, like, I'm pausing, taking notes, and I look out, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude, those are some <laughs> hard nips going on. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, Dr. Tejrio, fuck tits in, in the pit, pit vipers. It's hard not to see. Really I don't big, intentionally fucking talk about tits. This is just the material. We're not talking about tits and fucking Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk no, we, about no, we waifu. Did. We'll no, talk we about did. We did. Remember Hanji? I didn't. I said. I said he grabbed her like shirt, and then Hanji called Aaron a pervert, which yeah. I hopefully implied that friggin' Hanji comes off as a female. <laughs> I was didn't say the word tits, but That's true. if I did, it's like one. We will review this, and we've already said it at least five to ten times. That's true. So there's a difference there. All right. So elimination order: who gets first pass? Uh, she gives it to Flex first, then Sinister, then Big Rig, then Chi Chi. Who Ricky gives a fist bump because he kicks so much ass. Yeah. And well, then, he he did, dude. He did like two fights, bro. Yeah, he ran the gauntlet. And then we got twelve packs in. There's like I'm in the bottom three. What's up with that? Watch shot beat a Bob three, and then Daisy like calls up twelve pack yeah, for a pass, and he's pack. like, "That's right." I love twelve pack. So uh, now it's between so awesome. so now it's between Fox and Six Gauge. Drum roll, please. Yeah, so it's down to the two. So whatever. Yeah, hold it. Friggin', I got like some notes. Okay, go ish. 
I guess you don't have as much. No, I do. I just I didn't know if we were just gonna say it. Uh well first, Daisy calls down six gauge and basically she like tells her what like she I think she literally said the same shit Brett said to her when she got eliminated in the season finale. Oh, fuck did she? It was kind of the same vein. I don't know what you wrote down for notes, but whatever. Six Gage gets eliminated, and he is looking like such a sad boy. He looks really bummed. He was just like, oh, damn it, bro. No, I'm off the island. No, my bros, no. Yeah, he actually looked like he was going to cry in a couple shots. Yeah, yeah, he just looked like he was definitely sad I was bummed. I like Six Gage. Like, yeah, you know, he talked about his business a lot, but he, he was did, cool. He didn't mostly connect with fucking Daisy, but... He connected with everybody else except Daisy. Yeah, so freaking... So yeah, sad boy Six Gage. You want to add anything on fucking six gauges elimination uh just that you know um uh you know that's that's just that's kind of um that's two in a row man cage and then six gauge you know two guys i was like fuck dude these guys are cool but yeah this is like the first time in a reality show where i actually feel fucking invested in the cast yo i think we lucked out on how good this reality show is i thought this was gonna be worse than rock of love but this has been better this has been better this might be the best show in the bc the bmcu so yeah oh dad i totally forgot whatever so then yeah fox gets the final pass and fox is stoked to stay i mean like he smashed his face with daisy and daisy's sitting there it's like yeah i know fox is sketchy but god he just says like sweet things to me i just wrote down yeah daisy's still charmed by the goofy hot boy i wrote here i'm like fuck i think i think daisy just likes toxic men but Ricky grills Fox. Fuck, really, bro? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't come off like that. Are you sure, dude? Oh, I don't know, bro. Fox, Fox is manipulating her pretty hard, bro. I don't know how, dude. He just says stupid shit and they smash face. he's just that good at kiss her. Well, hey, it's the difference between fucking... At least Fox gives a fuck. True. That's why he stayed. So, Ricky... Like, Six Gauge did not come off he gave a fuck. Yeah. Except when he was a sad boy. But at least Fox, like, still feels like he gives a fuck towards Daisy. So, so Ricky grills... Fox one last time he's like you do not have a girlfriend right he's like yeah and Ricky's like okay when did you break up and Fox like three, says four, five months ago yeah, three four months ago and everybody in the room is like Oh, what the? F- That's a lie. That's a definite lie. <laughs> That's but a lie. Daisy has final power and say. Yeah, God Emperor it, Daisy allows Fox to stay one more and, evening. And that's why she's like, she's like, oh, why do I like this guy? I'm so drawn to him. Because he's hot. And then they he have says a, sweet, goofy shit to her. And then they have a cheers. And Ricky's like, oh, we actually get to cheers this week? Yeah, I know. <laughs> fuck, bro. That was my shocking thing, too. It's like, fuck, dude. They actually, we actually have a normal elimination. Yeah, that was like two or three in a row where it was just like, no. It was just like something happened. I think it might be two. Because like yeah, it was cage in london no i think back. it was like i don't know what was before london but i think it was like fucking toolbox got fucking booted because he's fucking idiot cave like freaking ape idiot man caveman london boot got booted because he didn't want to fucking deal with producers fucking with him like i guess he gives a little bit of a fuck i'm a real person who likes to, who, whose band sounds like a fucking gnr clone did I send you that track? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I know. Hey, we found fucking London's band for some reason. And when I listen to, like, the one, like, song is recorded, it just sounds like Guns N' Roses. I think... Like, at least we can see the context of this fucking high-pitchy voice. Yeah. And it works. It works. But, but it just sounds like such a GNR ripoff. I'll tell you what, I think... It wasn't bad. I think Sinister had the best band, if we're considering dope. Well, he's been, I guess he's in the biggest band. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's still in dope at this time. 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, at the time of this recording? No. No, not the time of this recording. I mean, the time of the episode. Well, I know for sure the singer Edsel was, like, living with Sinister and Chi-Chi, so that's a fact. Oh, wait, so Chi-Chi really is his best friend? Yeah. Okay. Well, I never know with reality shows, you know? Yeah. That does explain the credits thing at the end, though. What's the credits thing in the end? Oh, well, I assumed you were going to talk about it. Oh, you, you mean... You always do. Oh, yeah, where they freaking, like, they actually have a toast tonight, and then in the credits, we just get fucking... I just wrote down Chi-Chi and Sinister just dorking around. They were, like, saying yeah, some they, shit, but they, it's like, oh, you like big dicks? So do I. It, it, it was You like cooking fucking paninis? So do I. It was... <laughs> they were just dorking was, around, it bro. It was literally just hardcore bro vibes. Yeah, no, but they were totally, like, best bros. And that's for sure. It's like, I feel like this cast is pretty organic and stuff, and they are pretty entertaining for the most part. Like, listening to, like, interviews and stuff, freaking the, like, girls I get my freaking research from, Rowdy Graveyard, shout out to them. They got interviews with fucking Chi-Chi and Sinister, Flex, and, like, Troll Pack, and freaking London and stuff, which helped me get a lot of backstory on the shit, too, and everything. But, yeah, for sure, Chi-Chi and Sinister, like, mentioned, like, yeah, they freaking were living together, and, fr- and like, Ed Soul from Dope was also living with them, too. And everything They're still homies to this day And they still see some of the dudes From freaking the cast of Daisy of Love Every now and then They all like meet up and hang out and shit Oh that's cool Yeah And fucking I know like Freaking Sinister's pretty legit Like he's a fucking country Like he's a fucking country remix DJ That's like That's across a bunch of fucking country stations Nationwide and stuff His fucking hour long show He gets played like that like, you know, fucking D. Snyder's freaking House of Hair. Kind of same concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like... I get... It's like... It's a pre-recorded show, but yeah, it gets played on fucking radio across the nation and stuff. Like, couple, like, couple radio stations. But yeah, no, he's some, like, fucking country bro. And freaking living in Nashville. And fucking... Yeah, he does whatever music and stuff. He's a producer guy. I don't know if he's got yeah. hits, but I haven't looked into it. But at least, yeah, he's still jamming music. Okay, you so wonder. Sinister was was in um, Sinister was in um, what you might call it, dope from about 2006 to about 2013, and he he was on the record. That's a good run, bro. He was on the record where that one song from Guitar Hero Three came from. Remember, there's nothing for me here, which is some bands yeah. some bands consider that their softest album. And by softest, it's just a little more catchy, more upbeat, I guess. Cool. But yeah, so so the dude's a song, a good songwriter. Well, yeah, no, it's like he's legit. And then like, yeah, no, Chi Chi has a fucking farm and shit and stuff. Good for him. Yeah, no, they're all like pretty much chilling, doing cool shit. Well, anything else you want to bullshit? We hit our hour and a half mark, so I guess we can wrap up now. Yeah, we're good. Have uh, Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, I know. This is a chill episode of Daisy Love. I don't know what the fuck happens next. Yeah, I don't either. I haven't, I haven't looked at the next episode yet. I just know I saw, like, it, all I know is the next, like, thumbnail on 2B TV, 2B TV is that freaking Daisy's wearing a leather police or captain's cap so I presume some BDSM shit is about to happen. I wonder if the MVP date's gonna look like a porno. I don't know but I think I might know what the next date is going to be cause here's the thing like going through the fucking like hearing these interviews with like freaking the rowdy graveyard chicks there was a fucking challenge that didn't make TV where like fucking dudes filled up a cup they basically jacked off into a cup and see who produced the most <laughs> jizz. 
and like 12 pack won that. <laughs> So he got like a private date, but in editing, supposedly Trollback just gets a random date, a solo date with Daisy. So this could be that episode, I think. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but yeah, hearing about that. Because London, like when I heard London, he said he heard of the rumor, but wasn't sure. But then other dudes was like, I don't know if that happened. I decline. But then you get 12-pack and Flex. When they says, like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh my because God. they like, because freaking 12-pack's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Also, the craziest fucking thing, too, because, like, Trollpack was fucking everywhere and shit, too. Around this time, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty solid fucking reality TV, and, like, he's from Jersey and shit, so, basically, I don't know, he was literally, like, sitting there freaking, like, he, like Jersey Shore happened, and he almost was, like, went and, like, talked to see if he could be on Jersey Shore, but the craziest thing is that fucking the press, like, fucking the press tour, like, event shit that a lot of these reality fools would host, like, these rowdy dudes would host some parties and stuff. It's fucking hilarious because Troll Pack talked about meeting Snooki and shit. Oh, no. And freaking sitting there, I was like, oh, dude, that's so sick that like, your fucking show did all fucking wild stuff, too. And then she's like, dude, you don't understand. I was going to your fuck, watching your shit and going to your parties all the time, bro. You're fucking one of my, like, freaking, like, oh, dude, no really influences. I was just sitting there, I was like, bro, that's fucking crazy. But obviously, Troll Pack didn't get fucking Jersey Shore money. Yeah. Like, fuck, bro. That's some fuck that's off some, money. That's some fuck off money. That's a fuck off money. Especially for Pauly D, bro. But they're fucking oh my like, God. DJ shit. D. He has too much fucking money. He's got fuck off money. Oh, dude, fuck. They're fucking him and, his, him and Vinny's reality show that I saw some clips with where he has a rotating like thing for his Rolex watches. That's some fuck off money, bro. I hate that. Hate it or just jelly that you don't have fucking. It's both, okay. You it's don't both. have his fucking helmet, do you? Of course, of course. His fucking I'm DJ jealous. sets Who and his and his fucking fuck off money with fucking Rolls Royces and who, fucking rotating Rolex. Who wouldn't be cabinet. jealous of a guy who built his career off being a dr being a drunk, horny douchebag? That's the whole cast. Yeah, and it worked. Really quick, I was on the wiki page for that dope album that he's on, um, that Sinister's on. This is the one with Rebel Yell, their cover of Rebel Yell on it. Oh There's God. a song with Zach Wild, and the second the second song is called Six Six Sick. Like two sixes and then the word sick. Well, I am disgusted and ready to wrap up the show. Shout out to Dope, you're a good band. So this was the Doctor This Danger Radio Show with your host James and Edward. Have a good one. Adios.